Here we go, everybody. It's here, the Operation Gray Area podcast with your hosts, John Whedon and Tim Rando. Today's episode is just an opener for us. We're just going to talk to you all about what our mission statement is, what our goals are for this podcast, how we plan to help change the world. Big goals, you're right, probably, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't stop us from trying, right? Um, So you'll see throughout this episode that John and I will talk out some things. We'll kind of talk a little bit about our history, um, our belief systems, and just ultimately what our goal is uh, by the end of this episode. And, you know, know, we're going to try to keep every episode to about an hour, uh, but we're really excited about it. If you really want to watch this, you can check out the Facebook page for this, uh, this podcast, the Operation Gray Area Podcast Facebook page. And you might have already been sent a, a group um, invitation, which you can then use to also watch. And we'll be doing polls on that group page as well. We're going to do this weekly, and uh, we hope you really enjoy the show. So without further ado, here we go. Episode one of the Operation Gray Area Podcast mission statement. Okay. Here we go. Inaugural, uh, the Operation Gray podcast episode. Um, my name is Tim Rando and I am a little bit of a veteran, I guess, of podcasting. I've been doing it for the past couple years now. Uh, a couple different ones out there, um, and uh, I, you know, I have my my compadre here, John Whedon. John, introduce yourself. Just say a little something about yourself there. Hey guys, uh, like he said, uh, I'm I'm not as uh, into this as Tim's been uh, for as long as he has. Uh, actually, I got to experience from my first time uh, the other week with Tim. We actually went over some some awesome awesome subjects, and we kind of brainstormed on the idea for this podcast but me personally um new to this i uh, retired military i uh, retired corrections officer and that and um i i think that that's what we're doing it's very very important that uh hopefully that we can rub off on some other people and start generating just great conversations absolutely i agree um yeah i mean I, you know i don't want to tout myself in any way of being some kind of podcast whiz kid because um you know we're we're it's still kind of new to me still trying to figure out all the little ins and outs and how it works but uh yeah um you know i've had a couple different ones uh canceled one myself because you know i started another one with some other friends the beards of podcast which is a lot of fun to do and that's where john co-hosted with me one day and uh he got he caught the itch so here we go you know? yeah yeah definitely um i almost thought i was gonna have to get one of my kids to come over and show me how to sign in though <laughs> i'm i'm not a techie person <laughs> yeah i i can be but sometimes i get ahead of myself and I, yeah, you, know. you got me beat bud you got me beat <laughs> all right so uh you know like we said this is going to be called the operation grave podcast and um let me give you a little bit of an idea of what that means so uh, in today's crazy world, uh, there's a lot of this way is right, that way is right, or possibly this way is left and that way is left. So if you're kind of catching my grip at this point, um, there's usually two sides, right? There, There's very Always. little compromise. Yeah. So what our goal is, is to bring those two sides ideals and then 
by the end of everything kind of come to a compromise. So, uh, John, what, what is what would you consider your background uh, as far as the <laughs> political views and issues that we hear about in today's news? Well, I I always found myself to be uh, well. <laughs> In high school, I thought I was a Democrat, um, ironically. Um, and then I got a little older and I found myself identifying uh, with conservative viewpoints, um, being more conservative than Republican in, in many, many ways. I, I, I would like to find myself a centrist, um, but I, I would consider myself a I wouldn't say an extreme right. Uh, I, I don't ever want to use the, the terms extreme, but um, I'm, I'm pretty emboldened in my values. <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately, I think in this climate that we're in, the extreme is something that you can use for some, yeah. um, not everybody. But and I think, you know, what happens is sometimes is that, you know, somebody uses that word extreme and it triggers somebody. And then that's they immediately become extreme because they're already being labeled it. So they figure why not? It, you know? it, it, it sends them off. And, and that's the thing about it is when we use the word extreme, um, it, you know, obviously to the extreme is to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays when we use the extreme, it, it's used as a, a bad label on someone, whether you're extreme left or extreme right, right. or, you know, the alt left or the alt right. Um, so now I try and refrain from using the word extreme because I, the way it's used almost as an insult or a bad label anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, we, I think we have, we have friends that come off in a very extreme way at times. And I don't know if they're as extreme as they may, you know, push out there. Um, but they get very passionate about it. And that's where the misconceptions usually happen. Right, right. Uh, I don't think anyone should ever be labeled as an extreme because they're passionate about something. Uh, everyone should have something they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think if you believe in something, you should passionately believe in something. Um, I mean, uh, some of the greatest changes in uh, not just in uh, United States history, but in human history has come from, you know, devout, passionate belief in something that just that, that passion to really drive someone to not quit and give up and keep pushing until inevitably changes are made. Um, not always great changes, but, yeah. uh, but some amazing changes have been done in history because of passionate beliefs and stuff. Right. Right. So my side of it is a little more of the, the, democratic side and and i'll be honest with you i probably same as you i was feeling a little more republican a long time ago um but then time went on and i (laughs) kind of drifted in that other direction and i'll be honest too for me i also am very much a i'll vote for the person i feel like is going to do the best job it should be yeah as opposed to i'm only going to vote for you because you're a democrat whether if i like you or not right you know, I have voted both ways in the past. So, um, well, I, I think we've seen through time, um, and, and I, I really hate the idea of labeling uh, someone being Republican or someone being Democrat. And the main reason why I hate seeing that is because if you look back through the, the history of this great experiment we call democracy, the um, what was 
once the way the Democratic Party used to be is now viewed the way the Republican Party is or vice versa, it's a, well, back then the Republicans believed and acted this way, but now they're flipped. Uh, so I, I hate putting that political label on someone. Yeah. I agree. I think it, it definitely has, it's gotten a label for, for one thing or the other. It's, and I think that's part of the problem that we see is that you think of somebody on the, the far left and I think a lot of people feel like because they're, they're Democrats, they may be, and I'm going to use a word that nobody really likes, but that socialist <laughs> kind of mind frame because they want, you know, free healthcare and, and, you know, colleges paid for and a lot of the things that, you know, yeah, and on paper that sounds great. It does. Um, I would not mind my daughter's college to be paid for. Yeah, I would. I would love to if I fell because I'm getting older now and broke my hip or fell off a ladder and broke my leg and went to the doctor. I didn't get a bill after. Who wouldn't love that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, where I think on the flip side of it, where you know we talk about the the right, where people feel like, oh, immediately because you're a Republican, you probably a racist. I've heard that before. Um, or, uh, you know, you want to, you want to overpopulate the, the country because you want to do away with abortion. That kind of stuff. <laughs> So there's a lot of what I think are misconceptions. And I think that these things happen because there, there isn't conversation. So I hope that's what we can kind of bring to this. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a great point. And, um, that I think that's, what we as a society need more now than ever is, is good conversations, mm -hmm. um, good productive conversations, not, um, you know, to the point where we're screaming and yelling and I'm rubber and you're glue, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're a stinky poo poo face. Right. You know, <laughs> nobody likes a stinky poo poo face. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'm sure there's going to be times when we walk away from a conversation and we might still feel very strong about our side of it. And that's OK. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Um, but I think we can also at least knock out some ideas for that resolution, that compromise that that I think is missing in the world today, especially in the United States. <laughs> I agree. I, I 100 percent agree. You know, I. Uh... I, I see so much, and I, I think social media, uh, ironically, because uh, I'm going to bash on social media here, and the irony is, is we're going to be using <laughs> social media. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we can use it for good yeah. uh, in this area, but I, I, I think social media has taken what's always been there um, in society and just really put it on steroids. Um, I mean, people have always fought and argued uh, about their values that they're resolute in. And, and I, I want to say values, uh, um, beliefs. Um, I mean, if you go way back to the, uh, I mean, you go back to when this country was first founded, um, there was fighting and arguing. I mean, could you imagine uh, when they were writing the Declaration of Independence and social media was around? Yeah. Uh, oh, dear God, it, it would have never gotten done. Um, there would have been so much fighting and arguing and hate. I think it would have just triggered another war that we just got. Out of. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's the problem with social media. It has, um, it's made it easy for people to come off handed with, um, 
non-productive engaging comments. Um, that the only thing that those comments do is produce a retaliatory feeling of anger. Yeah. Um, and, and instead of clarity and thought, we become just defensive with right. each other. And, and, and it goes beyond defensive. Um, I mean, just people just get straight purple um, over it. And I, I hope that uh, with us using social media, we can change that with some people. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you got to change the directive a little bit, right? We got we got to change it up and show we can get along, even though we might absolutely might have differences in opinion about things, or, you know, maybe we really don't have as much of a difference in opinion as you think. And I think that's something else we're trying to show too, is like, yeah, you, you might feel this way immediately. Like I'm, I'm voting this way because this is the way I feel, but right. you might also show like some compassion towards something, you know, where that doesn't come off in, in social media. You're right. It's an immediate attack and then a, a retaliation or a response that's just feeding the, the flame is what yeah. it does. And the, another downside of that is, is when you're typing something on a, a Facebook page, uh, you, you miss so much out of that conversation. You, you miss getting, being able to hear someone's inputs in their tone or, um, you know, someone's, you know, just types to say, well, that sucks. Uh, I mean, it just says that that sucks, mm-hmm. but it's not a that sucks. Right. Or, oh, that sucks. Right. <laughs> um, so we, we almost removed the, the human side of it, the, the emotional side, the ability to truly connect with each other, uh, through social media. And I, I think that's, oh man, that's a downfall for humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's hurting normal conversation in general. Um, and then, you know, I think people try to make up for that by using an emoji. And it's kind of like, okay, now you're just trying to show me a little cartoon character. So I understand what you're trying to say. And memes. Like, yeah. And memes. Memes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love memes. Don't get me wrong. You know, but they're usually the ones that are funny. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not not poor SpongeBob doing it. You suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um so, you know, we're probably going to cover some, some really tough, you know, which most people would feel are tough emotional subjects um, because they trigger someone in some way because of a prior experience or someone they know or whatever it might be. And I, I know I personally, and I know, you know, you as a person as well, and I'm, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like we will do a good job with handling it um, in a way that will be reasonable um i i I think so tim um the 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 big thing is neither one of us ever want to feel like we've made someone emotionally uncomfortable uh where they we feel like we've wronged someone or upset someone especially deliberately um, I don't think either you or I would ever, ever do that to someone. Um, so I, I do believe that I think through the, the, the shows that we do together, great care will be taken to not do that. But on another understanding as people watch these or listen to these podcasts, uh, I want them to understand um, we're going to have to touch on touchy subjects. We're going to have to speak on things uh, that is going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. for some people. Um, 
we may have to, you know, have those conversations and, and share ideas that may be triggering for someone. And if someone is, you know, triggered or hurt or upset, me personally, I want to hear their opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to hear their views. I, I look forward to us being able to set up and say, hey, listen, I was listening to your show the other night and I, you know, feel that what John said or what Tim said made me feel this way um, because I, I want to hear that side of it also. Um, not that I, we're intentionally doing it, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I want the people to know that we, we do care about how they feel. Um, and we want to hear their feedback because we, we ourselves cannot grow as people and humans without getting that feedback. Yeah. I, I mean, neither of us will, unless we know them a hundred percent personally, right. We'll know their experience and what it is that we're talking about. Right. So to get their feedback and to get that interaction, um, will not only help us understand, maybe one side or the other, but it'll also give us a way to kind of maybe talk about it more and, you know, really understand something and feel like we're getting good information, not only for ourselves, but for other listeners as well. Absolutely. Um, And I I think that's another part of this uh, that I know we'll do a great job at is a lot of people today when they want to, I don't want to say argue, debate. Yeah, <laughs> a debate. Um, we're so quick to just go on Google and and click on something and just throw it out there. Yeah, um, as as the the gospel, so to say. Uh, um, and I I think that's something we both do very very well of saying you know, hey, this is this is something that's a legit fact, or something saying, yeah, I kind of read this, but it's kind of my opinion at this point. Right. Right. I mean, I think that that's going to be a key part of it is is when we talk about something is explaining what it is we're what did we actually do the research to find it or is it just our opinion on something absolutely because i you know either one of those can spark debate yeah i have typically what i try to do when i see that there's a story on something that i'm interested in i'm going to go to as many websites not maybe the, not all the ones that I think are just going to talk about my side, but the other side as well. Absolutely. So then I can try to get a well-rounded idea of where everybody's coming from, um, which I think is what helps me kind of play that middle line a little better than, than <laughs> yeah. some. Um, I drive my wife nuts with that. Uh, I, I'll see something. I'll be uh, watching. Yes. The boogeyman Fox news. In the morning. <laughs> um, oh, go on. Um but then I'll flip over and I'll be like, well, let's see what CNN, CNN saying about it. Right. And I'll be like, eh, all right. And then my wife will come by a couple hours later and she'll be like, what are you reading? And I'm like, well, I'm reading on this that we were listening to earlier. She's like, you're still on that. I'm like, I got to know. Yeah. Um, I, I have to know and I, I want to see the different sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's um, probably one of the biggest uh downfalls that the biggest committing acts is our our news stations anymore uh you see uh you know news stations like you know fox news and they'll say well you know they're wrong and they suck because of this and cnn turned around and says well no 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 they're just fine and they're the antichrist and they suck in their line because of this and that and that i think it leaves society sitting back going either one who's right mm-hmm. or Two, uh, someone look at it and go, well, this one's obviously right because, you know, I agree with it. So they must be wrong. 
and that that's another issue <laughs> and there's the the issues that we see is there's so many out there there's msnbc there's you know cnn endless. hln there's you know, it's like, endless. um you know fox news there's one now called news nation and they claim to be the middle ground news. right and i haven't watched them yet um i probably should and i might just because of this you know <laughs> and, I, and i was actually just thinking the same thing it's one of those i want to start following uh specifically for this uh here uh just kind of see what they're about yeah are they truly middle ground will they bring both sides to the story and then maybe you know hopefully not take our thing where we're right <laughs> but um, don't steal our ideas now <laughs> yeah i know uh just the about four four six weeks ago i think it was i was watching fox news and they, they had a a gentleman on there it was about gun gun issues mm-hmm. it was after one of our whatever shootings we've had um and he was on there and he was speaking about gun laws and stuff like that and weapon systems that was used and i was as i was listening to him and that's my area uh i mean that is my expertise of area yeah and i'm and i'm listening to and i'm like i don't know where this guy got his information but he is so wrong like he was even misquoting like statues and laws and i'm like no um like calibers of weapons and stuff like that and i actually became so angry with it i actually emailed the producer of fox news <laughs> and i was like and i i named the person the guest that was on there by name and i was like this gentleman was on here and he was wrong mm-hmm. and why he was wrong i specifically pointed out everything why he was wrong and of course probably the producer looked at him like, who's this idiot mm-hmm. and he's no one <laughs> Delete, yeah. but uh but i mean <laughs> But I'm not scared to do that. I mean, it, right. it was my news station. I always and I was looking. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, so. that's that's the one thing I can appreciate with you is the fact that you you know you know your stuff on most of it because you do your research or you've had experience in it. Um, myself, I'm a little more of the. I'm just, I just heard about this or I'm remembering things from when I was younger or uh, maybe I'll go look it up, but I'm going right. to pretty much talk about what I feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, Don't Tim, always do my good research. <laughs> one of the, one of the big things I respect about you, Tim, is uh, if, if there's something that comes up, I always love the, uh, the conversation because it always starts with, so what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, what's your opinion? What's your thoughts? Yeah. Um, and that is probably one of the, the best ways to engage in a conversation that's, that's friendly, it's inviting, it, uh, it's, a, it's something that nurtures and encourages growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it puts me in a position to where I feel comfortable with where I can give my opinion plainly, but it leaves me feeling open, open to respond to how you feel and what you think. Yeah. I, I, you know, I credit my, my last employer with giving me that skill because I mean, I've always kind of been that person, right? but I never really put it to practice until I started like coaching people. And that's, right. that's how you do it. You just kind of, well, tell me how you feel about that call, you know, cause right. Call right. Well, you know, and, you know, I just take it to my normal life now. <laughs> one of, one of my best things I ever, I ever got to do uh, a little background about myself. I grew up out of Macon, Georgia. Uh, to begin with, um, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, or, uh, and I was 
one of, if I remember correctly, like one of like four white kids uh, that went to the school. And it, it really blessed me for getting to be able to be immersed in a culture um, that I, I thought just the whole world was like that mm-hmm. <laughs> until I moved away from there. Um, but when I moved up to Pennsylvania in 1995, I went to a school that was 100% white. I remember at the end of my first week, I remember I leaned over to a kid and I said, uh, where, where, where's, where's the brown people at? <laughs> and he was like, ain't none of those here. I, I remember going home that day and going, we got to leave. Yeah. Like, Have you seen how dark I get the summer when I can? I was like, they're, they're going to hang me here. Um but then later in life, I, I got my class ACDL and I got to travel, uh, spend a lot of time across through like 44 states, uh, spend time down in Mexico. Um, not a lot of time, but some time. So I got to see a lot of different uh, neighborhoods and states uh, through like New Jersey, like Camden, New York, uh, Detroit, Michigan, uh, Oakland, California. Um, I mean, uh, San Diego and that and then in my military career. I got to travel and see um, Kuwait, Germany, um, spent a year in Iraq. Um, so I have a, a very profound appreciation of just diversity uh, that this, this world is made up of and, and appreciation for it. It's just awesome. And I, I think that's something else that we, we lack living in our bubbles anymore a lot of us grow up and never leave our area that and we develop our beliefs and our beliefs are just i mean you read them in books and that i mean that's great everyone should be well read mm-hmm. um my wife would argue with that body of thing i read now unless it has pictures of engines in it and stuff like that <laughs> um we don't get to in person uh learn that appreciation yeah um, you know we go to college you know, I've had people say, well, when I was in college, I took an ethics class or a, bio, or a diversity <laughs> class. And well, I read this book and this professor taught me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, Where did you ever experience that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the problem. We need to get out. We need to really take the time and start to experience different people. Different yeah. Backgrounds. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you and I have very similar backgrounds in that sense where I was the other white kid in my neighborhood. Uh, in Jer- I grew up in Jersey and I, you know, it wasn't just all, all black people. It was, you know, a mixture of different nationalities. Yeah. Cool. We had Haitian, um, Jamaican, um, Puerto Rican, Turkish, uh, you know, just across the board, multiple different types of people. And then, you know, I went to school and, it, you know, it was a little more, um, you know, there were a little more white people than there were the minorities, but they were still there. And it was still right. something that, you know, you still realize that you're living in a melting pot. You know, I right, always like right. that about where I grew up and, you know, get, having that experience and moving out into the world, you know, I didn't get to go to the military. I chose to not. Once they showed me a video of hell week, I was like, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I still like, love you. Tim. Yeah, I, appreciate that. <laughs> I thank you for your service. Cause I didn't do it. That's all right. But you know, I, I, you know, I came, I went to Bedford, Pennsylvania. And if anybody knows where Bedford is, it, you know, I was like, Oh, lots of cows. And you know, that we had a very small amount of a minority of people. Um, yeah, we had a, a family that was, I believe, they 
could have been Pakistani. I, I want him. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, their, his family, like owned one of the motels. And then, uh, you know, we had a, a couple black people and, you know, it wasn't a lot. I mean, I was, I did kind of the same thing, like where's all the diversity at and like, you're in the middle of absolute nowhere, buddy. <laughs> right? you know, you're lucky. There's a turnpike yeah. that drives through here. <laughs> Yeah, we got farm animals, trees, and white people. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I will never try to speak for another race or creed or, or religion, you know, anything like that. But I do have experience with, you know, different types of people, which I definitely draw from. And yeah, absolutely. You know, take pride in that fact. And, you know, yeah. Um, so, you know, little bit about who we are and you know where where we're you know where we're from and what we've done um a little bit about what we're going to be kind of talking about uh what what do you think your ultimate goal from this is going to be hopefully my ultimate goal is people draw not just inspiration um i i pray yeah i said the bad word i pray (laughs) Um, and if you don't, that's cool. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Um, but I, I pray that people use this as an inspiration to engage in other conversations with people that they may not, they may not have. Um, maybe they kind of, some people who listen to this podcast, maybe it opens their views up a little bit. Uh, and, and by doing so, it allows a more productive conversation. Um, I don't think we're going to change the world. Uh, be nice. You but, never know. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Um, but my, my goal is hopefully people take it as a lesson just to, you know, kind of be a little better to each other, uh, start to open their eyes a little bit, uh, some, some topics in that and just be, uh, maybe have a little less hate in their hearts, uh, when they speak with each other to, to understand that it's okay to have passion. That's okay to disagree, um, uh, without resorting to, uh, I, I see it all the time, you know, you with, what do they call, uh, you see them called re- re- repugnicans or repugtards. Re- or uh, demorats or mm-hmm. whatever libertards libertards and that and i'm like listen, i'm like I'm like there's some poor people out there they don't they don't deserve to be related to this i mean <laughs> i mean um but they uh I'd, I'd like to see it hopefully it rubs on on people that it that, that slows down some that they, we start being a little bit more compassionate to each other about our different beliefs and that um I know personally, I, I had someone, and I'm sure this is a subject we'll get on. Uh, the, the coach Jack got uh, initially fired, and it went to the Supreme Court about that he was praying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, uh, when they finally got a return, you know, that he was good to go, he had a right to pray in that. And and I was like, hey, cool, yeah. I mean, out there praying by himself. And then someone came at me, and it was kind of back when they said they said, well, what if it was some Muslim out there praying? And I was like great for him yeah uh, it's like it still follows the same principle you know uh you know is he forcing anyone else to do it you know is he doing it you know by himself i mean and i'm okay with that uh and it kind of took him a shock because they were like well you're combat you got blown up by a muslim 
you know, you spent time in a war zone. And I'm like, and I don't think every Muslim's like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the same way after Vietnam, not every Vietnamese is like that. And after World War II, not all Japanese are like that. Um, uh, uh, the same way, hopefully someone looks at it and they say, well, what about, you know, when people were getting, you know, hung the way they were in the 60s and 70s, people of color. Well, not all of us white people are like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so hopefully uh, we get away from that type of debate debate you know trying to because when you say something like this well, what if he was muslim well you're automatically putting someone on the defense you are radically you automatically are engaging and being aggressive aggressive conversation like you're just intentionally trying to pick a fight and hopefully uh eventually through our episodes it, it starts to change some people for the better yeah stereotypes are hard to remove from people's minds i think at time they're they're feeling about something and i i am not a usually a stereotype person unless i'm stereotyping something like music (laughs) yeah someone screaming angrily angrily into a microphone i'm i'm probably gonna say that's probably some angry music and get angry at their dad you know there's christian heavy metal house there is there is i may have been happier in a peach yeah exactly exactly uh but i think that's going to be the hardest thing to get people on board with is to remove the stereotype from it and realize that people are people they're, you know, absolutely. They have their own belief systems. Yeah. They have their own opinions. They're allowed to do that. And, you know, we're, we're just trying to enlighten people to kind of understand that there has to be a compromise somewhere. Yeah. You have to have these tough conversations with people and they're not going to be easy. They're going to be uncomfortable. And ultimately you might walk away angry from it or upset. But if you sit down and really think about the conversation that was had, did you get anything from it? And I, that's what we want to try to do is to give something to it. And hopefully you walk away with, you know, maybe saying, okay, you know what, Tim's a, you know, libertard, but, but (laughs) he made a good point with this or something like that. Cause the minute you start opening up and maybe understanding things, you will, be able to carry conversations better. We're not looking to change anybody's point of view, but we're, we want to make sure that everybody is open to other people's opinions mm-hmm. and then trying to find out what that compromise might look like. You know, if these people that we've elected could do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, the big thing is, is uh, being respectful of other people's beliefs. You know, that's something this country has become so lost on. Uh, as being respectful of beliefs. I, I remember I was having a conversation on Facebook um, <laughs> and I remember a lady and it was, it was just a conversation of opinions and stuff like that. I remember this lady became so irately set upset that she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe How could you even feel? How could you even have that belief? Mm-hmm. I mean, just her words, I could feel the anger. <laughs> And uh, along the, I hope a lot of that was just passion uh, <laughs> for what for what she was uh, talking about. Um, but there was a lot of anger in it. 
Yeah. There's a lot of anger. And I kept trying to say, you know, hey, listen, um, you know, and I kept trying to say, I'm sorry that, you know, the fact that I feel this way upset you in some way, um, but I am in no way offended or upset that you believe opposite of me. And I kept trying to reiterate that. I kept trying to say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm okay that you feel that way. I respect that you feel that way. Um, and I'm glad I even tried to say, I'm glad you told me that you felt that way. Uh, it was great food for thought, but yeah. you know, don't sit there and scold and, and demonize me. Um, I mean, it wasn't like I was sitting there saying, Hey, we should be throwing babies off or <laughs> Uh, it was, I mean, it was a simple whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think we can all agree. It's not okay to throw babies off bridges. Um, regardless of where, what you believe or, or in or whatever, it's not, it's not okay. But what it's if the bridge were on fire? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and how deep is the water beneath right. it? Are we jumping with the babies. That's, you know, one thing I am absolutely proud of. And I, I was just telling you on the way, uh, when I got here, when we were setting all of our equipment up. Um, I was telling my son, Daniel, uh, about this operation gray area. And uh, at first he laughed when he said about us doing a, a podcast and that it's going to be an ongoing and that. And I told him what it was. And he's like, oh, <laughs> um, one of the, the biggest things I am absolutely proud of my son for. And I, and I, I knew it was catching on because I've always instilled this in him. I know a few years ago I had him on a children's hospital uh, getting some stuff checked out. Thankfully, everything was fine in that. But um, we were at stack. Uh, it was in the summertime and you know how they had the, the, the garage door windows that opened mm-hmm. up and we were sitting there and he was looking around, he was watching all these different people walk around, you know, you know, uh, you know brown people, white people, and, uh, different colors, you know, tall people, short people, fat people, skinny people. It was like a coconut song. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually looked at me and he goes, dad, he goes, this is nice. I like this. He goes, it's so diverse and people were just walking and passing and brushing against each other and that was my first proud moment that he appreciated that but my biggest proud moment was uh this last past uh, school year that he was in he really really loves his government class <laughs> uh, and especially the debate part and yeah. the fact is you can give i wonder where he gets that from I, <laughs> <laughs> You can give him any subject, any subject, and he can play both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. He can debate for or against. And when you're listening to him debate, you can't tell if he's fake or real. Right. Because he looks at, honestly, looks at both sides of the issues. He respects both sides of the issues. So when he has that debate with you, whether he's debating for or against and then flip the coin, he genuinely sees the value in both sides of that issue. And that I, I couldn't be more proud of him for that, uh, being able to do that, because that tells me not only does he have a belief structure that he himself has, but he values the beliefs in other people. He values the opinions of other people. And he can, I don't want to say give sympathy to the opposite sides of his beliefs, 
but he respects it. Yeah, uh, empathy. And yes, yeah, and he wants yeah. to, and he genuinely takes that as a a, a nurturing moment of growth for himself. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't be more proud of him. Yeah, uh, for being able to be that way. That that's one of the hardest things to teach somebody is to how to empathize with someone. It doesn't mean that you like agree to what's happening, but. Right you understand it. And absolutely. That was something that, you know, again, in my previous job, but that was something we had to train people to do is to how to simple empathy. I'm sorry that's happening to you. It, you know, something simple just to let somebody know, like, Hey, yeah. we get it, but you know, I don't really care, but we get it. <laughs> I I've gone through this conversation. This is, you know, another subject we'll, we'll get into at a later time. And that someone once asked me, they said, well, you're an ordained pastor now. I'm like, Yes. Uh, and they say, well, how do you feel about gay marriage? And I say, well, I'm against it. And they say, but you have gay friends. Absolutely. Would you attend their marriage wedding? I said, I wouldn't, not only would I attend their wedding, if they asked me, I would perform their wedding. As an ordained pastor, I would perform the ceremony for them. They just put you against gay marriage. I'm like, yes. But I respect them. I respect their beliefs. And what they're wanting to do at that moment makes them happy. And because it makes them happy and it doesn't affect my life in any way, shape or form, I support them Mm -hmm. because I don't have to change my belief to support them in something that is good for them. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, it doesn't hurt me. Right. And it it just, their heads just, Mm -hmm. oh my God. (laughs) Uh, It it just blows their mind that you can engage in something that doesn't align necessarily with your belief system. Uh, And they say, well, what if your son was gay? I'd be like, actually, I tell him all the time. I say, please don't have sex till you're done with college. I said, after sex, you can, you can jump into bed with as many women or men that you want. A man or a woman at the same time. Uh, I, I beg you to be careful about it. Uh, but I, hey, whichever way your cookie wants to crumble, I support you in it. Yeah, yeah. And that that is a that is a hard thing for a lot of people to get behind because of, you know, usually, and this is just opinion and assumption on my end. It's usually because of some kind of a religious background that it is, you know, because the Bible doesn't say it. And then uh, I, I, I've never read, I've read, I've never, I've never read, read. I didn't read <laughs> it either. Uh, I didn't, I've never actually read the whole thing. Um, but it, I, you know, I've heard people say things like, yeah, but if you really read this, it kind of sounds like this. So, you know, people get worked up and yeah, I agree. I think these are going to be conversations we're going to have down the road in episodes because those are, fundamental things that people have issues with you know you know that's that's something else that'll be uh again another great episode it'll be is is on religious mm-hmm. beliefs and stuff like that and just a, a little touch on it um one it is a very dry book to read uh this vows uh, and arts and dies and <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I I've read the Bible cover to cover a, a few times. Um, two of the times when I was over in Iraq, uh, I always tell people um, when bad stuff's going on, you develop religion very quick. <laughs> um, but I think people take the Bible too literal. Um, I think the Bible, whether it be the Bible, whether it be the Quran. Uh, I don't care if you're a, a 
Buddhist or whatever your religion is and whatever book it is, we take it so literal. And, and I've also I've always said that if you read through your religious book, should be a guide, nothing more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I get, you know, there, there's the 10 testaments, you know, that are set in stone and that I said that the, your religious book itself should be just a guide. I've said, there's nothing really, uh, and even scholars today will debate, you know, when it says, you know, the, the earth was created in six days and on the seventh day, there was supposed to be rest and that, and even they say, well, don't take those six days literally uh because they now believe you know where one day could have been uh a metaphor reference to you know a thousand years mm-hmm. um so don't take things so literally and by the print um you know obviously in there you know it says hey you shouldn't kill people uh, well i i think really anyone would say you shouldn't kill people <laughs> uh, i think that's just a good way to be but there, there are so many things in there, again, that are left to interpretation, like that gray area, the, you know, where I could read a passage and you could read a passage and you could say, well, to me, I feel it means this. And I can say, well, I feel it means this. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, I, I always like to relate it as to music. Yep. You can listen, two people can listen to a song and get two different emotional reactions from it yeah and and be inspired in life in in two different ways um so yeah that that's definitely going to have to be uh an episode because i think people use religion as a devout uh black and white Mm -hmm. no gray area again terrible no gray area yep uh, they use it as about black and white to justify hatred sometimes. Mm-hmm. They use it to justify an agenda. Um, when at the end of it, you know, with that saying there, he loves all his creatures. Mm-hmm. We should all love each other. I mean, look, whether you believe or not, at the end of us, we'll all figure out if it's real or not. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I personally said I have nothing against uh, those who don't believe. I'm like, hey, cool. I don't care if you worship a soap opera. Um, I've always said I would, I would rather have belief and at the end, not need it than not have a belief. And at the end go, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Hey, if someone's comfortable, not again, I'm happy for them and I love them all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel kind of the same way. I'm very, uh, I'm open to anyone now. It's funny to me. Cause I feel like I give off this vibe that, people maybe think that I'm going to say or be one way and I might be stereotyped because I'm an old white dude with a, you know, <laughs> I'm not really that old, but the, the gray and the white, my beard does and my hair, you know, <laughs> um, I, it was funny to me. I think, and John, I'm not even sure if you fall in this category. I think you, you do, but are you, are you a Gen Xer? Uh, well, you miss it? I will heatedly debate this till my dying day. I don't care what my wife says. Honey, I'm going on air officially saying you're wrong. Um, I'm so glad. I have such a comfortable couch. Well, he told his wife she was wrong. So this is the first and last episode. So, um, thankfully, uh, 
like I said, a comfortable couch. Um, what the man caves for. There you go. Um, I was born in 1982, uh, and supposedly the cutoff for Gen X is, I think it's 1980, and then mm. 81, I believe, if you want to look that up. I'm going to leave. 81 starts the millennial uh, phase. Uh, um, but I uh, definitely waiting to see what it comes up as. Uh, Are you on Wikipedia? No, that's just what came up. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> We know we can't believe Wikipedia. So. Yeah, um, if we, don't ever come to me. If you reach out to me and you say, well, I saw on Wikipedia, I'm not, not going to be mean about it, but I I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't even figure how I'm going to respond. It's, it's not going to be serious, though. Um, it's not giving me Google has failed. They, they did an experiment in my son's classroom one time where they took one of the students that was in his class and somehow added it in the Wikipedia that this student born on this year, uh, obviously noting he was like 15 years old is the current heavyweight champion of the WWF right now. Mm. And somehow it uploaded. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. My wife will say by the book, I'm a millennial. I say she's wrong. I, <laughs> Um, it, it does say 60, 1965 to 1981. See, I, I missed it by you. You know what? I'm going to go off this. My dad shot me out in 19. <laughs> Shit, no, I was born in 11. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Nah. It was still 82. Um, she's still wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> The I, I looked at the, the Gen Xers, uh, our ages, where we didn't have the cell phones. Uh, I remember it was right at the age when Nintendo first came out. Atari was still cool. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the joke going around, we still drink out of garden hoses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I look at the millennials that were born into this current technology. Yeah. I think you're close enough that we can, we can accept you into our Gen X society. I, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> I do. Because I'm deep in, I'm a 76, so I'm right in the middle. And I'm just, <laughs> I just need someone to accept me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it's funny because I hear a lot. I actually, I think I shared something earlier on Facebook about Gen Xers basically being a, a strange middle ground for everything as things started to really turn and get more technical. We know we're old school, but we can also pick up technology fairly easy and understand it. Um, now, you know, something you better than me. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, <laughs> I'm not going to go out there and make a thousand TikToks a day, but I understand it. I can use it. I just don't use it because I don't feel the need for it. Now, I'll watch it every once in a while because it's entertaining and stupid, but. <laughs> I tried to make a TikTok. I would be the one that ran into someone's mailbox and ran myself. <laughs> I would be that one. Um, so I think, you know, we have a very unique perspective as well. We do. We're in that range where we can still connect a little bit with younger people. Um, but we also can connect with the older generation and understand, you, you know, know, part of that as well. I think one advantage we have, um, and especially the way you and I grew up, Tim. Um, you being, uh, you know, you spent 
ton of time in what Jersey, ton of time in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like I said, me growing up, I didn't, I didn't really realize this until I, it was probably like two years ago that this realization hit me like baseball bat. Um, I used to always joke and say that the, the crankiest, like I remember growing up, like the crankiest, just people you ever met was just that old black man on the porch. Yeah. And I'm like, God, he was just, just the most crotchety. And then it hit me thinking, well, when I was like five or 10 years old, and that man was like 80 years old and then 90. And then I got to thinking, holy shit. This guy was born in 1910. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I think back because I consider myself a, a, an extreme history. Hated history in high school. Hated it. it I would fall asleep. It turned in history assignments. Thought of uh, Miss Emmerman. I apologize if you're if you're out there and you ever hear this. I apologize for sleeping through your government and history class. Um, <laughs> but I, being the devout buff that I am now. Thinking back, you know, the, the civil rights movements that was, you know, was going on and, you know, the the, the Rodney King riots and stuff, um, you know, just the things that went on down south where I lived growing up, uh, you know, because up north, it was, it, it was a little bit better than it was down south, mm-hmm. um, down, down south in Georgia. Uh, it was uh, deep down south. Um, I, I got it. I, you know, it clicked. I'm like, you know what? God loved that man. Mm. Uh, I have an appreciation why he was as cranky as he was. You know what, sir? Um, uh, I appreciate the Diet Cokes that you used to always give me and the graham crackers. He was, he always gave me graham crackers and that. Um, but I apologize for ever thinking you was crotchety because you, <laughs> you definitely had <laughs> reason for it. Yeah. But I learned so much from him. I, I think back on the great conversations I used to have with him. Um, even though he used to always call me a stupid cracker all the time. <laughs> um, uh, not stupid. He used to, he used to call me a silly cracker. Yeah. Uh, and but you know the thing about that is through those conversations, Tim's and that, I was never offended by that. Yeah. Um, I I you know, it was just kind of one of those things we we threw that stuff back and forth at each other. Mm-hmm. And we 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 held jokes and that. And the biggest thing that was off limits was Walma jokes. Yeah. Uh, you didn't mess with Walmart jokes. Other than that, though, growing up though, I mean that but I learned I appreciated conversations I had with him speaking on that because the the Gen Xers. Uh, and the millennials, like I said, you said millennials, they a whole different realm yeah. <laughs> that they will never, unfortunately, never get to experience that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. I, I I feel that is something that just happens innately, like as time goes on, right. when they get to be our age, things are going to be more advanced. You know, yeah. Well, why do you answer your phone by just tap it on the side of your head instead of picking up a phone? Why can't you just pick up a phone? <laughs> like that might be the conversation they're having. You know, <laughs> you know the sad thing is if you can install a chip into your forehead to where you can just close your eyes and turn your favorite TV show on and it just beams into the back of your eyeballs, my daughter's gonna be first in line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Personal line to get anything and solely on the fact because she's like, now I don't ever have to get out of my bed and look for the roommate. True, true. And I'm gonna be like, my God. 
Like, do you, do you blink to change channels? Let's let's work right. this out. Let's <laughs> but I remember I was the remote drummer. Yeah, the old console uh-huh. TVs with the dial, and your dad said, yep. "Hey, dummy, go turn on the news and turn turn it three channels over." I'm like, we only got three channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there was two. There was the the UHF and the VHF. I think it was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got the news in Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, we had cable because we were in Jersey, and that was a big thing right then. And I remember watching like uh, this show called The Box that was out of, of New York City, and it was right. Um, it was a music stuff. It was like MTV, basically. It was another version of MTV, um, but they play like MTV did a lot of. A lot of rock stuff back right. in the day where the box is more like hip hop R and B kind of stuff. So, you know, I watched both, but um, you know, I mean I remember that, but I remember like my one grandmother did not have cable. So it was go up, hit the rabbit ears and you make right. sure it's coming in, right. you know. <laughs> so That's, I remember my mom talking about growing up, going to her grandmother's house who still had an outhouse. Mm, wow. There's no plumbing in the house. No, thank like, you. <laughs> I cherish my, my, my throne too much. Yes. Yes. I enjoy working, working plumbing. That's uh, the, yeah. yeah it's, I, I think you're right. The, the millennials, I, I think it's a tragic loss that they are. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, dare I say a Greek tragedy that they missed out uh, on getting to experience those stories firsthand and getting mm-hmm. to experience living kind of the way, even you and I lived growing up as children in that uh, versus what they have now. Um, I appreciate the technology they have, especially in the the forms of cures for extreme medical uh, diseases. I mean, if you remember back in the day, if you got AIDS, that was it. Mm-hmm. And now you get AIDS, you, they say, Hey, here's these three or four pills. and You're, you're good to go. You just got to take this pill every month. Now. Yep. And it's like, I'm, I'm very thankful for that, for this generation. But I, I think, uh, I think they've been robbed of a lot of good, valuable less lessons. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there are some individuals that try to carry those things on. I do. I, I know I personally do. Mm, I mean, they're, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It, it's, it's for me, it's very easy I'm a tech, I'm I'm a tech kind of person. So something new comes out. I'm like, Ooh, I want to play with that because I want to know how it works. And and it's moving on. Like I, one of the biggest things that I've always said about dying is that I'm going to be real mad if like I kick the bucket and then a week later, they're like, we figured out the flying car. (laughs) I will come from my grave. (laughs) Right. Right. Wherever I am, I'm going to be living in someone's flying car, haunting them. (laughs) Um, but like, I'm just that person where there's also, as I've gotten older now, I started to appreciate some of the more using your hand kind of things like the woodworking that I do. And, yes. you know, I'm not a, like a master woodworker by any means, but um, I enjoy doing it because it's, there's a skill to it. There's a patience. That, so much more pride you get out of right. it. Appreciation of Right. It. Instead of programming my computer to you know basically make a plastic version of whatever and that's great i think that's really cool as well but there is a nice feeling when you accomplish something to say right. hey i made that with my hands as opposed right. to i hit a button and then this machine did it for me you know <laughs> uh you know something else i and i i was i was thinking it just it just clicked in my head uh i want this to go on record and because no one's ever going to believe it and it is proof <laughs> You can have a conversation without f bombing. 
every other word. Yeah. Without cursing every third word. Um, I, I know some of my friends are actually going to have to listen to this to believe there's like no way he would have a conversation <laughs> without that bomb, the snot out there. And I, I think that's something else we lack in conversation in that um, is um, kind of more respectful language yeah. that we use with each other. I mean, uh, you know, you, you come to, you talk to people and stuff like that, and usually uh, vulgarity is typically associated with aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's know, an adjective uh, at this point. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, Karen got so mad. I'm like, I'm like that's out the manner. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, okay. Is that really uh, going to get your point across? You know? Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I, unfortunately, I hear kids all the time. I hear the kids talk. And I mean, it's, man, just bad conversation. Yeah. I mean, part of that, I understand with kids because it's new. They're getting, they're saying yeah. it now, and it's like a taboo kind of thing, right. you know. So they're like, "Ooh, I get to say this word." Right. I'm out with my friends, and I'm going to drop f bombs like crazy because I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> I feel cool. All of a right. I mean, I, I probably had done that at one point in time, but yeah. I, yeah. as I grew, I was like, "Do I really?" Other than when I'm watching a Steeler game, do I really need to, you know? <laughs> or driving on Frankstown Road and somebody's I, doing I was, thirty miles. I was way. about to say, I that that could be an episode to see if if they're in a Steeler, and it's got to be during a Patriot game when the Steelers are playing oh, the Patriots. Nope, forget it. <laughs> it's got to be if Tim can make it through a football game, a Steeler football game. Without cursing. No, it's impossible. I won't hold him screaming. <laughs> I will let him scream and jump up and down. He flutters like a butterfly. I do, I really. Can, you know, <laughs> uh, he dances and the whole night. I think one time he got so angry, he did the cha cha. I might have. <laughs> uh, the, um, but yeah, that's just so much with the conversations and that. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, just cursing. I, you know, I see it on social media all the time when, when I see the FMLs and, and the, the you know f you and you're stupid mm-hmm. and it just it just goes all of it it's just yeah that conversation very rarely do i post something where there's a, a, a word like that um just because i i'm i come from that sense of like if i'm using it then i need to make sure i'm using it for purpose right um and also it doesn't have any effect if you're all yeah using. I'm one of those weird people that like one of my favorite comedians was Sinbad. If you remember Sinbad, he didn't cuss. He during his never. Day. And I love Eddie Murphy. Don't get me wrong. I'm an Eddie Murphy guy, but yes. George Carlin, were, they were funny. You know, I, those words, I love Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy as much as I love Sinbad. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Sinbad did a, a comedy. His all his comedy tours and that. And yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. never used uh, cursing and stuff like that. Um. I'm kind of the same way with like Will Smith. I know everybody's a little iffy about him right now, but like his raps and like his music, he didn't use words like that. He didn't no. try to objectify people. No. And I was like, well, I can he, get down with that. You know, he had that it. one album. He had that one album where he tried to be hard. The was it the boom shake the room? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in like that album. Yeah. Where he was like, he had that moment of like 30 minutes where <laughs> where uh, it was it was it was past the two live crew stage, uh-huh. uh, but right in the middle of gangster rap, I think. Yeah, it was. It was right around uh, in that area uh, where he tried, but it was like a thirty minute thing, and it was gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I do respect that he typically 
does he uh even his his movies and that like he i mean he'll do like violence and stuff in movies but you don't really hear him uh, um, bad boys he's they, they there's a lot of a lot of f-bombs in yeah there, but, there was you know i mean had martin Lawrence, I mean. yeah yeah i'm not, i'm like i'm not saying that you know using those words aren't funny at times or whatever you know but right. i think in a normal conversation it doesn't really make right. anything mean more to me if you're using an f word or whatever to put in front or behind it <laughs> like i'm like right. yeah, just just tell me what you mean tell me what you want out of it tell me you know and i think that's something that right. we can we can do as well we'll 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 keep it as clean as possible so yeah that, you, know, we'll you, share with hey, you know I, hopefully i would like you know if it hits out some of the streaming services and stuff like that i i don't ever want a parent to be listening to our podcast or a child i don't want to say a child listen if your five-year-old child's listening to podcasts and stuff like that listen take their phone and kick them out yeah um but i i don't ever want a, a young adult when i say young adult i'm talking teens mm-hmm. uh you got that 12 13 14 year old where they're easily molded they're easily persuaded um and they they want to emulate uh, people that they tend to agree with. So if they hear something, I really agree with them. I really identify with them, but they can speak like this. So I'm going to emulate that behavior. Right. Um, I don't ever want to hear a young adult listening to one of our podcasts. I think it would break my heart if they did. And one of the parents was eavesdropping because that's what we do as parents. Mm-hmm. Eavesdrop. You have no personal life until you're grown out of my house. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't want everyone to hear a parent hear it and become upset and offended by the language right. that comes out of her mouth. Right. Um, I'm okay if they hear it and they say, well, these guys are just idiots because, or they say, well, Tim's an idiot because of this, or John's an idiot because of this. And uh, yeah, I'm okay with that, but I don't ever want them to be offended right. uh, at the, the fear fact the language that we're using. Because I think when we do that, that again removes from a good, productive conversation um and that's again back at our core thing what we want to achieve is is hopefully getting people to engage in that that good productive conversation yeah yeah i really hope that what we can do with this is to get people to first just listen don't you don't have to go out of your comfort zone immediately and start having conversations with someone no 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 we're here to provide those sides for you so you can maybe see yeah. You know, two just average dudes that just want to have conversation about it and maybe help make the world a little bit of a better place. But as time goes on, you might get to that point where you're a little more open to that conversation with maybe someone you haven't talked to in a while because of a conversation that you had and you said, you know what, maybe I didn't hear you out completely. Let's talk it over again or let's talk. Let's see. If we can remedy it, whatever. But, you know, sadly, there, there are people out there, uh, you know. These last two elections, my God, did people get ugly. How about it, Tim? You're not kidding. <laughs> like, man, did they get ugly. Um, I mean, the name calling and the, and I had, at first I chalked it up the rumors and that, but I have heard of people actually developing like depression and, and losing friends and family yeah. and feeling ousted and developing depression because they all of a sudden they felt alone like you know they 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 felt like they had something they want to say and they 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 felt like they couldn't say it whether because 
maybe they had a liberal view and they they were scared to say it around their conservative friends, mm-hmm. or they had a conservative view and they were scared to say it around their liberal friends and that in fear of being ousted. Right. Um, but I mean, even if someone you know listens to one of our podcasts and that says, you know what, this is refreshing to hear that you know it's nice that someone has differing views and can talk about them and that hey, you know even. If they're feeling like they're in a funk and they feel like they're alone in that and, and they're, they're stuck with their own thoughts and stuff, even if getting to hear our opposing views and as we talk that, even if it helps them like lift their spirits up a little bit, just getting yeah. to hear that. Um, I'm all right with that. Yeah. And I, you know, if, if people feel comfortable, we hope that they can feel that way in reaching out to us with questions or maybe to, you know, maybe talk something out. Uh, I think as this goes on that we're going to be open to bringing people on to be a part of the discussion as well. It's very easy to do. All I got to do is send you a a zoom uh, invite and there you go. I mean, you just jump on. Yeah. We can get you in. Yeah. Yeah, We can bring you right in. Yep. Uh, and I, I do see that I have a multitude of ideas, guests and stuff like that, that I would like to bring in and uh, get their opinions and, and thoughts and views and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, uh, I don't know if we really talked about where we are currently, but we are in central Pennsylvania and no, yeah, as, have it. as blue as the state is, as far as your, you know, oddly enough, the left and right parts are very blue. <laughs> where the middle is very red, um, you know, we are, I think, in a unique position to enlighten an area. And yeah. I mean, maybe enlightens a little, <laughs> a little. Well, I want to say enlightened. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some scholar out there. It's like, well, I got two PhDs right. and a doctor in this, and you guys are just two stupid rednecks. Right. So hopefully bring to an area, uh, you know, different points of view that find a way to meet in the middle. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, that's I know exciting. that's a big thing. And I've always said this with Pennsylvania, the uh, it's kind of ironic if you look at the map, especially during the elections and stuff like that. If you look at the uh, Pittsburgh area, Philadelphia area, and central Pennsylvania is in Center County, State College area. Those tend to be very, very blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of all the surrounding areas tend to be very, very red. And one of the things I've noticed about that and – no, it's not college towns. Um, it's city. It's a bigger city. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, you know, people that are, you know, kind of like-minded, like like views and stuff like that, they kind of flock together. And the, the red areas tend to be more rural country areas, mm-hmm. farmland and stuff like that. Um, I, something tells me I don't think uh, Old McDonald's would be listening to our podcast, <laughs> but I mean, hey, Oh, maybe he might, might, might. You never know. Drop some AirPods in and just while he's on I the mean, tractor. Who knows? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm all cool with that. Um, but I, I think that's kind of one of the things. And I did notice that here in the elections and stuff like that. You would be in one area, like you would say, like Bedford area, uh, and and Bedford area would be like, oh, stupid Democrats. Oh, take all our guns away. Yeah, welfare. Yeah. Um, and then you would get into the city, you know, you would get into state college and that, and it'd be like, oh God, you guys, all those Republicans just smell like cow poop and they just, they can't read and they only have three teeth in their mouth. Uh-huh, and they're burning crosses yeah, in their yard. And thank God they have audio books because you know, they're not educated enough to read words. Yep. Um, and it's, it's like a, a firing back and forth. You know what I mean? 
Uh, and it's terrible. It's terrible. So we are. I think we are in a great area uh, that, that kind of reach out to people uh, of a vast background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, we spent a decent amount of time just kind of letting everybody know what our what our mission is, what our mission statement is, I suppose. Um, so we, you know, we look forward to you know, bringing people on and really diving into one of our first subjects, which we have not figured out yet, but we will uh, quickly. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think one of the one of the big things that I want us to do is uh, when we're done and, and, and Tim edits the video, not me, because if I try and edit it, I'll just delete it um, <laughs> or uh, God knows what I'll end up doing with it. Um, I'll have a sound like we all suck helium, the whole thing or whatever. <laughs> Um, accidentally, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not smart enough to do that with technology. Um, but I think one of the things I think we would like to do is when we get done, when Tim gets done editing this, we get it up on our page and get it shared. Um, you guys had it. I mean, if you guys listen to this and that, and um, you have some subjects or topics that you want discussed, um, at, listen, I already know you don't have to put it out there already. We already know people want to talk about abortion. They want to talk about religion. They want to talk about gun rights. They want to talk about climate change. They mm-hmm. want to talk. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, we get. We know on the main ones. Yeah. Yeah. We get the, the hot topic ones. Um, you know, there's things I would like to touch on, uh, you know, and get some guests and stuff in here. Um, you know, like uh, as far as like diversity goes, uh, immigration. Um, I know that's that's a, a hot topic right now is immigration that, um Equality, uh, equality. Oh my God, there, there's so many different books in equality, though. So many, so many chapters in that book. Um, I, I mean, you got, you got, you know, the people with disabilities equality. You got, you know, uh, women equality. You got people of color equality. Um, you're gonna have some white people out there that are like, what about the, the straight white guy? What about him? Where's his equality? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on it uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um but it will be done with with open-mindedness and, and seriousness and a desire to, to, to want to find that middle ground that that learning and that um and yes i understand uh when it comes to some of the equalities uh you know we're, we're going to be told what do you guys know you're you're white guys um, well, you know, that's where it's going to come important to play to where we want to have guests from different backgrounds and so we can uh, converse with and, and enjoy their views. I mean, I I knew I grew up, like I said, I grew up in an area to where I was the minority. Uh, am I going to sit there and say, yeah, I get what it's like being a minority? Uh, yeah. I didn't feel that way. No, I didn't. I, honestly, growing up and, you know, even though I was minority. I didn't feel like a minority. Nope. Uh, to us, we, we were just a bunch of kids. Yep. We were, we were just third ass poor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, can I borrow your shoes? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of those subjects. So if you if you got one that you want touched on, one that's kind of eating eating at your soul or on, on the tip of your tongue, and you don't want to quite spit it out there, let us know. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Nothing, yeah. nothing's untouchable. I mean, it's got to be reasonable, but nothing's untouchable. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's got to be reasonable. I think there are some subjects. I think Tim and I and 
adamantly agree on mm-hmm. across the board. Uh, I don't even think we have to even name those subjects. Right. Right. Um, I think that goes with, I don't want to say common sense. It's not always so common anymore, but it goes without saying. Um, but yeah. Um, and, you know, hey, listen, if you're listening to this and there's something that you want touched on and you want to be a guest, um, you know, and you, you think that's something you would like to do or, or the, the conversation you got something to feed in, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple different ways you can do that. If you know us personally, obviously you can always reach out that way through Facebook messenger or text, call me, whatever, send a dove. I don't care. (laughs) Um, You can also use the operation gray podcast website, um, gray area podcast, sorry. Uh, And then that way, you know, it goes right to us as well. Um, there's going to be, there's a Facebook site and there's a group. So the group is, is technically the better place because that's where we can put polls that you can interact with and will help us out a little bit more. Um, and then really the, the other way would be the, uh, the email. So we have the, the operation gray area pod or Operation Gray Pod, that's what it is, Operation Gray Pod at gmail.com. And that's another good way to send us information. Um, we can see it there. And, you know, if you don't want us to use a name or anything, just let us know ahead of time, because yeah. then that way we don't make some mistake and say, yo, you know, Billy says. Uh, <laughs> um, but if you don't care, then, we'll, you know, we'll probably, you know, give you a shout out and say, hey, so-and-so wanted us to talk about this. So this is what our episode's about this week, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to kind of get into it and, you know, I've been doing this a while and I still, you know, every week, every couple of weeks I do the other one with, uh, with, with Joe and Jude and we have a good time and, and I enjoy doing it with them and it's, it's similar, but I think what we're trying to do here is going to give a, a different outlook than what my other, uh, podcast is about. Um, so I'm excited about this one. Uh, and, uh, you I know, am too, I am too, there. Tim. It should be a good time. Um, what else? Anything else before we wrap no, up? No, Tim, I was going to say, I, I, I think uh, uh, we, we've gone long enough, uh, you know, at least for a first episode and that. Yeah. But, um, I don't want anyone to sit down and drink and while they're listening to this and up track <laughs> by the end of it. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think it's a good wrap up. I, I, and uh, I, you know, really, honestly, I just, I, I look forward to hearing from everyone. Um, I, I look forward to hearing everyone's views. I'm excited about it. Uh, it's something I'm very, very passionate about. Um, and uh, I look forward to it. Yeah. If you're watching this, then, you know, you obviously have been invited to the group and the page and uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure John that you become an admin so you can reach out to your people as well. Cause we're not friends with all the same people. No. Um, so, and that, that's the other great thing is that we can bring, yeah, different sides from from both things, and hopefully everybody can keep it civil if they're talking to the page. Yeah, just keep it civil. Yeah, be a human being. You know, <laughs> I, I had one friend in mind. I I, I thought about fighting, but he uh, he is an extremely extremely intelligent man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you debate conversations with him, he is very much a philosopher. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So we'll see. I have to reach out to him. He's very extremely intelligent young man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I like, I like intelligence. I, I want people to bring things that are that mean something and that we can build off of 
and you know as long as it's constructive and not hateful in any way please by all means you know share with us your ideas um it, but don't just throw something at us don't because god said so okay yeah but what's the meaning behind that or because you know whatever something on the on the left you know <laughs> everybody's got their thing right right don't just come at us with one little thing just because give us facts give us reasoning yeah don't, explain don't, your side of it don't come out of left or right field and you know with with craziness now and don't don't i'm, I'm going to tell you now um we want to have people on here we want to hear sides and that but don't come with an agenda to say I'm coming in here with this agenda to, to, to prove I'm right, <laughs> that you're wrong, I'm right, right? Because um, that's not what this show's about. Um, this this show's about re- respecting uh, other views, other opinions, and that, and in ways that we can grow together as people's thoughts and that. So this isn't a you're right, you're wrong show. Um, like I said, there are some things that we adamantly can. 100% already agree on that we're right and wrong on um, as far as mutual agreements and that. 100%. So um, if that's all, then I think we should that's just it. go ahead and wrap her up. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll, when do you want to, we'll work it out right now. When do you want to do this? Is you want to make this a weekly, bi weekly? Um, it's up you know, to you. I mean, we can do it weekly, we can do it bi weekly. Um, you know, we'll have to, you know, see what kind of responses we're getting. You know, I mean, if we're getting an overwhelming amount of topics in that and, and people that want to get on in that, I mean, I, I think uh, I can adjust my, you know, schedule and, and life a little bit. Um, as always, my wife says, I'm allowed. I love you. Um, <laughs> um, come on, guys. Do you think you don't have to ask your wife for it? Sometimes you're yeah, old. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think with the flow in that, it could be a weekly thing, you know, as we, we pick up more steam and get more viewers and more topics in that, I, I think it would be great to do a weekly thing. Um, I think it would be phenomenal to end our first year and say, Hey, we got 52 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so meaningful, honest, just killer conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. And I feel like, we can we can try our best to keep them to about an hour or so yeah. because it you can get the longer you go the harder it is to stay focused and wanting to listen but um you know we'll stick to try to be about an hour or so and then that way we don't have to try to split it in half and but if we do go longer that's probably what'll happen is we'll we'll split it in half for a week to another week and yeah and touch back. go from there yeah by the way thank you for everyone who did make it to this point listening to yes. it thank you you're awesome um, yeah. And if you can't watch the whole thing, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that I put this in the comments for it, but you can, you can listen to it on Spotify, uh, Apple podcast and a few other places. Um, I'll be working on getting them onto a lot of different, like iHeartRadio, Amazon, um, but there'll be places that you can listen to it immediately. And I'll put links in and on the, the group page in the website so that you can, uh, you can get to them easily. That way you don't have to sit and look at my ugly mug. You can just listen to it. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. You know what we just did? Mm. Well, my wife calls it. It's the Southern goodbye. 
Oh, yeah. So we're just dragging. You know? just, we say goodbye <laughs> 10 times. 10, 10 times, here's some more information. Goodbye, here's more information. <laughs> and we're doing it again. All right. Well, <laughs> then let's wrap her up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. This is the Operation Gray Area podcast. Uh, I'm with my buddy John here, and I'm Tim, and we will catch you the next time. Uh, well, we will actually dive into a very specific yep. um, subject and more to come on that. Uh, yep. So have a great night. Yep. And thank you, everyone. everyone.